And I'm still in an 03 Civic recording. And I'm with Abe, and I'm with Mike Taylor, and I'm with Derek Yarbrough. Uh, we got a full house tonight. What's up, buddies? Not a lot. No? Not a lot? Abe, you sound so enthusiastic. I'm, <laughs> I'm a pretty, you know, excitable guy. I know. Uh, yeah. you, you were super excited uh, being down at Barber, oh riding God. around on S2000s and stuff. Barber was so awesome. I, yeah. uh, I just want to be there all the time. Yeah. So, um, so, did you get a chance to look at all the the, the sculptures that are in the infield? So I was. That's uh, Mike Taylor, I by was, the way. <laughs> I, uh, Hi, Derek Yarbrough. That's that's Derek. This Yarbrough. is Derek yeah, Yarbrough. Um, that was my first time at the track. The sculptures in the infield were super cool. The one that caught me off guard was the like the mannequin that's hanging from the bridge after the hairpin. I was like, oh, there's a person. Oh no, no, that's just a mannequin. So it looks like there's going to be someone falling onto the track, and it's a mannequin that's hanging from the underside of a bridge. <laughs> I, for a second, I thought it was like swinging like a noose or something. Oh, no, that would be, no. That would be morbid and I like weird. The, that would be weird. I, I always like the spider. I see it on iRacing, but I've never been there in real life. Yeah, I, I, um, that's definitely a place that uh, I think everyone should go. And the, the museum, yeah. I, was, I walked in for like five seconds. Um, the museum is incredible. And had I been there for longer than like 24 hours, I would have gone. Well, before we get into Abe Barber talk, I want to say thanks to Apex Pro for helping uh, support the show recently. And uh, go to apextrackcoach.com. And I want to say thanks to the Patreon listeners. No, you should tell those people go to tracktune.com to buy a discounted Apex Pro well, bundle. Well, we can talk about that. Uh, what's the bundle that we're offering? We're offering the freaking Tech Bundle 3000 or something? Oh, uh, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, special pricing for Slip Angle listeners. It's $449. <laughs> uh, includes a free suction mount and uh, a free data review session with Andrew. Uh, to go over all of your latest data. Um, does that include the OBD2 dongle too? It does not include the OBD2 dongle. They have an OBD2 dongle. dongle. Did you know they have a dongle? I love saying dongle. It's the best word, man. Um, so so but, does that hook up via Bluetooth to the... Uh, to yeah. The yeah, you, you, then, you, the you plug it into the OBD2 port. Um, cool. And uh, the other day we were on a call with, uh, with, with Mr. Rains, and I was, I was begging him to make uh, a CAN adapter, uh, but then the CAN channels would have to be selected, and they're different for everything. And, and blah, Mr. Rains is a patron. Uh, so, uh, he is yeah. a patron now. So, uh, yeah, if you, uh, what is it? Patreon.com backslash slip angle, forward slash slip angle, it's forward slash. It's go to, it's go to Google and type in Patreon slip angle. Just Google Patreon and slip angle. We, re- we really appreciate it. I'm shocked that we have so many Patreons now. I thought it would fail, uh, and it turns out it didn't. Yeah, it <laughs> so, reminds me of the feeling whenever uh, one of my Turo cars get booked because I get a text or an email, and I'm like, oh, booking for two weeks or booking for a week. And when we get a new Patreon, yeah. I get an email, and it's like, oh, two more dollars a month. Yippee. Yeah, that's so. it's so good. <laughs> I appreciate all the listeners. Uh, and right after this, we're going to be recording a, our first quick Patreon-only show. So stay tuned for – we're going to make Derek or Abe uh, send you links to those things, and you'll know uh, where they're at. So thanks, thanks to, our, uh, to all of our buddies. You know who you're at, who you are. Um, when we don't have so many people on the show, I will uh, – I'll try to – say your names but we appreciate uh we, we got a few new ones recently on a, on, a sh- uh, on the first so. show where we where we called out the couple 
first few, the brave few. Um, well, I, I, <laughs> we got one of them wrong, yeah. too. You thought it was yeah, die. Yeah, we thought it was die because <laughs> that's the only person I could think of that has a... No, but anyway, uh, no, it's Scott. It, tur- it turns out the dude, yeah, Scott yeah, Malloy, who, who's the dude who f- he found me my supercharger um, on Facebook Marketplace, actually. So, um, yeah, is so that, appreciate is that him. done he by was, the way. Uh, my supercharger, yeah, it was like your whole setup uh, done. Uh, it's all, yeah, it's in the car. It's like mostly hooked up. Um, I had a bunch of little hurdles, uh, like I. I we we uh, we we chopped the supercharger up. Uh, I rebuilt the blower itself, which is an Eaton M forty five, just a cute little guy, uh, and that was pretty that was pretty straightforward. The the main thing I did there was I stripped off all the Teflon coating that's on the the Roots blower itself because there's like one generation from the early nineties of like Eaton coating that like falls off after twenty years, uh, and it it took like two days of like spraying it with stripper juice, which is uh, uh, citrus flavored uh, and uh, <laughs> citrus flavored putting it under stripper a, juice. Yeah, citrus 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 flavored stripper juice. Uh, putting it under a cardboard box so it didn't evaporate and just like letting it like eat the uh, the old uh, Teflon coating off. But uh, then I put new bearings, I put new oil, uh, new seal, which is kind of a fun little project. I, I I brought a press over to my house for that. Finally, uh, an unused press from work. Um, and then we chopped the blower manifold in half, put two Laminova cores in it, uh, which are like, uh, water flows through them and air flows over them. And it's like the common water to air intercooler core for intake manifolds for like superchargers. Um, we welded those in, that was kind of like some, some tight little fab work, uh, like intricate, like not a lot of room tight and, uh, uh, got the thing all, Got that all prepped. I bolted it on the engine, swapped over parts for like two days off the old blown up engine. Uh, and now it is residing in the car, mostly wired up. Um, I did have to beat the frame rail a bunch, like to clear the alternator. Um, so I used a I used a Kubota alternator off of like a tractor and uh, on this engine because it's a one wire alternator and like literally the only thing that goes to the battery only thing coming off the alternator is like the, the the big lug like the the main power wire and it goes straight to the battery uh so no alternator control wiring everything's super simple but in order to make it all work uh belt wise because i have a smaller blower pulley belt a smaller crank pulley which is an ati pulley that mike actually donated to my life and then i had to make a custom hub for it um and so that's all like smaller, but the ratios are the same as like the low boost pulley. In order to use an off-the-shelf belt, I had to use a big alternator pulley, which is kind of a convoluted pain in the butt way to, to use an off-the-shelf $7 off Amazon Gates right racing belt. Uh, but then I had to beat the frame rail like in like half an inch where the alternator sits. So it was, all, it was, a, it was a long weekend of smashing my car with a hammer and then an air hammer and all that jazz. But it's in, and the axles are in, and everything's when in. I was a, so. When I was a kid, my dad yeah. had a Kubota tractor, and it was four-wheel yeah. drive, and it was really badass. And he let me drive it sometimes, and I would like go back in the trails with it like a four-wheeler. And I spaced that. <laughs> Slowest four-wheeler yeah, ever. It was, yeah, <laughs> slow. I mean, it was slow. There were tight trails anyway, but... It was cool because it was four wheel drive, so you couldn't get stuck. Because it was, it was like just big enough to have a PTO, but it was like a pretty sm- one of the smaller sizes. And yeah, like a two or three cylinder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I just know it was orange. Um, 
and I remember it it was like not working on me. Like it was like the clutch was weird. I didn't know what was going on. And I brought it back and asked my dad what was up. And I had been driving around for like an hour with the parking brake on. Oh, jeez. Because they, they have so much <laughs> torque that you don't even really notice if the power brake's on. I, I mean, the parking brake's on because they just inch forward anyway, you know. Right. And, uh, and yeah, the, They're so the slow. clutch got hot and stopped <laughs> working for a while. But it once it cooled down, it, it was fine. He was really mad for a minute. And then... I'm mad when it started working again. Yeah. The tractors are super fun, man. We have an old, like, 1972 Alice Chalmers that we rebuilt, and we, like, don't use it for much anymore, but we used to mow the shop and, like, our old building out in Indiana and shovel snow or plow snow with it, and it's just fun. It's so big. The tires are six feet tall. I love it. Yeah. Abe, uh, Abe grew up in Indiana. He's probably had, got, tra- and Mike grew up in Wisconsin. You guys probably got tractor stories too. So this is tractor tuned. I have minimal tuned. tractor <laughs> stories. I have a few. No? But like, I was, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, yeah, my uncle was a farmer when I was five years old and I drove the tractor. But like, yeah. in my, um, like, no longer a tiny kid, I don't have any tractor stories. I have like lawnmower stories, and that's about it. My first stick shift thing ever that I drove was a tractor when I was like seven. So that was cool. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, my car is almost a car, though. And, Derek, you've been working on your car. You you just got some things in for it. Is it going to be ready for yeah, Coda? So, so Derek, have you been doing anything shocking? Uh, oh, man. Mike's been waiting for, to do that pun for like 10 hours. <laughs> I haven't been waiting yet. <laughs> Mike B, too. Yeah. Uh, have you made any shocking progress, um, uh, Derek? I have. I have. So I'd be shocked to hear about it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think I, I've said it already on a podcast, but the car has been on jack stands since a couple months ago. I took my Fox suspension off, uh, find me out of stuff, sold it, and then ordered me some Olin's with some special winning formula sauce, some revalved for some stiffer rates than than come on those uh, those shock stock. I got the Olin's. Uh, DFV like the road and track versions, but revalve like I said yeah. for the stiffer springs. And I had been I had been waiting on them for a while. I think they might have been pretty busy, um, but finally got them in, and uh, I got them in today. So we've got Coda next weekend. Nice. So I got them in just in time to get them assembled and on the car, and then car get in line next week and ready to go. I can't believe that's next that. weekend. Yeah, it's pretty pretty uh, wild. Like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. Are yeah, you are you drive. pretty confident you're coming through Indianapolis, Adam? I don't actually know uh, for sure, but uh, it'd be a lot cooler talked to if Aaron. you did. I know I've talked to Aaron from Winning Formula about maybe picking his car up uh, on the way down. Yeah, we we got to um, give I'm, up some peer pressure. I don't know if he's because because Emil's car is not going to be done because um, uh, Emil yeah. Tab is putting yeah. in that new Z3 swap. I think he's got the first running Z3 right now, um, besides the development car. Um, but I don't think they can get into their tuner in time. And K, yeah, K twenty Z three. By the way, oh, it's a twenty K twenty. No, K twenty four Z. Yeah, K twenty four. So that's just a K twenty four with the eighth gen SI head. Is that right? No, yeah, it's the single port. Exhaust. No, it's the newer one that doesn't have a header. It all comes out one side. Yeah. So the advantage of that yeah. swap, Abe, is they can run the factory subframe, and so it's cheaper because you don't have to buy a new subframe. 
And then also, like, if you run a different class that has dumb rules that's not grid life or GLTC, then some of those classes require OEM subframes or you take a modifier. I see. Yep. Yeah. And so that... Yeah. So Wait, what, um, what is... I heard that Emil's running E85. So if he's going to detune it, I, I was curious. Does anyone know why he's running E85? Well, those motors don't make as much power as the 24A2s. And so... Um, which are the standard like TSX motor. So I think that he just wants to boost it up to about where the other ones are. Um, and then, and then, and then be able to detune it. So yeah. It's flat. Cause I mean the mo the more, the most power yeah. it makes, I mean, the more power it makes uncorked, the sooner your flat curve starts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yep. or the more fun you can have if you just like uh, do a track day tune or something. Yeah, too, yeah, you know? exactly. And 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 those those um, guys have Haltex on their cars. Uh, Mill has a Haltex as well, and so they they can yeah. run flex fuel. They get it tuned once, and then they have um, they have all their maps. And then they you know if he wants to put ninety three in it, he can. If he wants to put a you know eighty five in it, he yeah. can too. It doesn't really matter. I think on the 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 Kamiata development car, I think they made like two eighteen wheel, which is a lot for GLTC. Yeah, I mean but, pretty uh, good, but the but the other yeah, cars good the other cars made like I think two thirty five or two thirty six uncorked on ninety three and then they, they do detune down and it was like basically perfect. So I think that that's yeah. why he want he you know like the E eighty five just gets you more a little more torque and a little more you know And and it also runs real cool too. Like yeah. it, it will take that's something some temperature I, I really noticed about my know. car. It runs cooler yeah. It smells better. The exhaust smells better. It's cheaper to buy. So, wow! I, but you got to buy a lot of it. Yeah. I'm on the. Uh, I'm really curious to see um, how uh, you know Eric Cotille is. He's not going to detune his, right? Yeah, he's doing a case series. I mean, well, he's going to detune it with a. Yeah, with a I don't think any. Than. I don't think he's told anybody that. Um, so we might be breaking news here. So whoever the lucky oh, slip oh, angle no. listeners get to get to be in on that. Uh, well, he. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody knows what he's doing yet because his car is still in a million pieces, and I think he just it painted the engine bay the other day. So who knows what he'll actually do? But yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah. I, 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 you know, I think it's interesting that so many people are going with with flat stout, flat tunes. I'm, I, that's why I'm I'm happy that not everyone is is doing that because. Um, yeah. James Houghton, he's just running all the power he can get. Yeah, right? he's not, yeah, he's he's he's, he's not taking any of the aero modifiers. He's going, or like he's that. going he's for running street yeah. tires. He's going for as fast yeah. and a straight line yeah. as possible. We'll see if it works. Yeah. I'm a skeptical hippo. So, uh, I mean, I I, I think it's in. Uh, that's one of the beauties I think of the rule set is you can go with different philosophies and, you know. But the, you know how we always talk when we talk of rule stuff, we talk about a lot. We got to get data to see if like this adjustment is right or that adjustment is right. But you know what my kind of new sort of perspective on that is, is, you know, if, if it comes to arrow or flat tuning or any of these other things that there's modifiers for, it's like if half the people think it's the way to go is flat power and half think that, that the way to go is to not do it that way, then, then we yeah, then, yeah, then, then <laughs> yeah, we nailed that's it. That's true. That, that's the only yeah. thing that really matters. It's yeah, not if everybody data, doesn't like, have a K Miata with a wing and an air dam, like yeah, 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 maybe we did okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, so to me, as long as it's not a slam dunk that you know everyone knows that man, you got to go with a, a, a flat power curve, right? I mean, as long as like, and to me that you know, we we did it perfect. If half the people think 
it's best to go one way and half the people think it's best to go the other for aero or any of these things that yeah. are kind of you know the, half the people think it's it's best to go with street tires this half is the gonna people think this is better to go this with is gonna be tires. a fun year in gltc because there's so many yeah. there's there's some new cars that are built all the way like last year it was basically the one formula guys there's a few cars that built their built. cars up all yeah, the way a few. and then eric was built up all the way for a b18 and uh and they were basically just battling each other. And and this year it's going to be – there's some E36s that are going to be really fast, some E46s, you know. Um, yeah. Eric's going to have a K24. I think it'll be fun. It's going to yeah. be – There's some F, uh, there's some FRSs that should be yeah, pretty fast, Yeah, FRSs right? that will be fast. Um, they got the S2000 swapped FRS that Kelly's do, so – so I think we're gonna have like uh, we're gonna have more than one RSX also, which is weird. Yeah, but, uh, we, yeah, that'll be. We've fun. had. I just we've saw already a had. picture f- from uh, Smedgard's um, shop. He just put a cage in trainer, so I think that's coming yeah. to GLTC yeah. also. Yeah, that thing looks the, pretty uh, sweet. That wing looks freaking huge. Dude, you gotta measure that wing. <laughs> the dude doing the cage in that thing. Um, got my he became facebook friends with me because he it was like the first wheel-to-wheel road race cage that he's done and uh he seems like a cool guy we've been having a lot of philosophical discussions about roll cages so i'm uh, i'm curious to see this cage it should be fun but there's pictures of it on instagram it looks really nice yeah yeah it does look pretty good in pictures so um yeah uh I, i there's a lot of cars that are being built which is weird and we already have 49 or 50 cars registered for midwest festival which is crazy. Yeah, that's so. nuts. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, basically we're almost out of spots. Like there's a couple spots left. Yeah. I'm not so. bringing my car, so that'll be one more spot for everybody. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll have one more to sell. We'll, we'll have a Derek. He'll be drunk on the sidelines. No, so. I'll be I'll be working. <laughs> I'll be drunk at the end of the last race um, of the day. So, so uh, I, I, have, I have a question for you guys. Um, there is the ability uh, to get... One-way radios, uh, I don't know the, quite the price yet, but it should be pretty reasonable per weekend. Literally, a radio that race control can only talk to the cars. The cars can't talk back. It's a listen-in only. Um, and I'm thinking about uh, rolling that in as a requirement for GLTC in the not-so-distant future. What are your thoughts on that? Where race control can like say, all right, uh, crash and turn one slow up slow up you know immediately something like that what are your uh, thoughts on I that think it's i uh so this is off off my cuff thoughts i i, I think it's kind of cool um you know it provided it and they're probably not expensive right i mean you know no we're, we're working on, build, a, on a you potential can build radio rental. receivers for next to nothing yeah how, how much do they cost uh i don't know yet i'm so we're working on like uh on not owning them this year and renting them through a big radio rental company um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's like a pro series kind of thing almost, you know, to, for yeah. the race control to be able to talk to the cars, hmm. but I'm on, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing it strictly from like a safety perspective, like whoever, whoever has the ability to talk, maybe we can put people in a few spots and we can warn cars about problems. We can warn cars about drivers off to one side, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think so. The reason I like it is, um, but one of the reasons I think is, you know, our races are short, and as we get more and more cars out there, there's a larger, you know, there's the probability that you're going to have an incident that is going to um, uh, 
stop the race and, right. and probably end the race, right? I mean, because any big incident in these races, then the race is over, right? And yeah, then, virtually. You know, and yep. yeah. So, I mean, I think anything we can do to, you know, mit, you know, minimize that possibility is going to be big as you start to get really big, big fields. So, I think it's a cool idea, and you know, most people have helmets now with audio connections. So, if you can just plug it right in your helmet, yeah, it would be. And off uh, we go. It would probably be a scenario where we sell the earpiece uh, and it's like a moldable earpiece and you like leave that in your helmet but you can either buy or rent the radio but i'm still uh, like i'm literally in like day one of investigating it so i figured i would bounce it off of you guys and you know yeah. um a lot of people have those um baofeng cheap chinese transceivers yep. and those are pretty f- have a pretty wide frequency range and yeah you know as long as it's an unencrypted normal radio transmission a lot of people probably have radios they can just tune in and use already yeah i'm thinking of uh of, i'm going to try to investigate all the options but i think race control being able race control or like spotters official spotters like uh staff spotters not like a car car dependent spotter but like yeah uh the ability to talk to everybody and keep the race smooth and clear and maybe avoid wrecking cars etc we're trying to we're trying to like not wreck the thing because right now we got a thing and i don't want to wreck the thing so what are your thoughts derek what do you think about having uh would you pay 25 bucks uh an event to rent a radio or something like that i mean i'm not paying 25 you're gonna give me mine for free but uh, Son of a bitch. But Derek. if if I if I wasn't me, then yeah, I, I think twenty five bucks is fair for sure. Um, especially, I I'd mean, like to get a a green, yeah. green, green when the green flag drops because we got so many people. That's the other back thing. There. I would pay twenty. We can warn people about. We can warn last lap. We can warn about uh, pace car pulling off, going green in five, four, three, two, one, or we can just do a green, green, green. Yeah, or, I I really uh, like that, especially, um, you know, as someone who. You know, a lot of these people don't have people to, to have spotters, you know, because like if you had a spotter, exactly. that would be a big yeah. advantage uh, and a lot. And it's a lot of money to, you know, have your own radios to do that two way. So um, I think yeah. I think yeah. that if it's twenty five dollars a race, I think a lot of people would jump in on that. Um, and the, on, the only yeah. caution I would give is that we would have to really be cognizant of too much uh, oh, too much chitter chatter on there. I would, you know, I would definitely want it to only be well, like no, a this, big deal. This would, Get yeah, on this, there. this wouldn't be something that people could talk back to. It would only be talking to even, them. And it, it would, yeah, I, I we, mean, yeah. even that though, like it, it wouldn't like be a lot. It wouldn't yeah, be as a long as it's not a lot, you know, because um, I definitely don't want a lot of stuff in my ear. Yeah, to me, it would just be the safety stuff, you know, and yeah. then last lap. Green, yeah, I, I would do green flag. Um, I do last lap, and then I would do uh, cars off, uh, and I would do um, if the pace car is coming out. Etc. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that would be really nice, yeah. especially the pace car, because like we had that a couple times last season where we grouped everybody up, you know, and it takes everybody a second to realize what's going on. Right. Yeah, but if you can talk to everybody, um, that that simplifies it. So. The, the the other thing that I would make sure of is that everyone can hear the transmitter, right? So you want to make sure you yeah. have enough oomph in the transmitter so that someone that's on the far end of the track can hear it, because you know. Uh, unless it comes with an external antenna. Yeah, we, you know, we're we're looking into the cost of having a repeater. So, uh, mm-hmm. and you put the repeater yep. up on a pole in the middle of the track, and blah blah blah. So, yep. Okay. Um, now the whole thing is because, uh, as you know, yeah. I'm a radio guy. I know. That's, I know. That's, 
Uh, yeah, we. That's what pays the bills in this th- house. This is this is right now a project that I've been talking with Gary, uh, and then Gary has dealt with a lot of that junk. So, and Gary's done mm-hmm. race control now for IMSA, SRO. Yeah, yeah. No, so basically, Gary's talking down to me uh, and informing me how how I need this now. Adam Adam <laughs> Jabe, we had this radio in seventy yeah. two no, Lamar. And we used. <laughs> I was running Peter times. something. What about that old, on a nine thirty five? That old boy would have died <laughs> if we didn't have these radios, Adam Jabe. <laughs> now, Adam. Now, tell, Adam. Tell t- tell Gary that that I'll I'll sign on to the idea as long as my radio comes with a Porsche nine sixty two. No, yeah, I don't think he's got any of those left. But uh, now, uh, Gary's done a lot of things, and I, I mean. His biggest concern is, uh, you know, as the fields grow, when I told him that there's basically, there's already 50 cars registered from Midwest, he was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and the thing yeah. is, that's that's been my biggest concern, is that as, as we get full fields and right. 50, 60, 70 cars, which I think is going to happen, and short races, like, it just takes one incident and everyone's done. Right. And, and if we're not careful, that could be just about every race. Yeah. Uh, it, and then there's other there, – if this, if this happens – this probably wouldn't happen immediately, but, uh, but it's something we're working on. If this happens, it would also – we'd be able to tell people in grid, uh, like three minutes, one minute, you know. Uh, we'd be able to talk people through, uh, like, literally getting gridded up. We'd be able to get cars to grid earlier uh, – feasibly like once they're getting suited up if we're running close we could warn the driver then um it uh i don't know it it seems like a thing that could be beneficial and make like i'm like we're we're we have a like a lot of there's like a lot of bears riding bicycles in this one circus tent and like we gotta make all these bears ride these bicycles really well like uh yeah, I'm just getting nervous. Like we got a lot of bears. <laughs> so, <laughs> this whole tent's full of bears. It's, it, it's, it's gonna be okay. So many freaking bears. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. There's so many bears, and now that yeah, I, and now I got to make them all balanced. I, I have this mental image. I have this mental image of James Houghton as a bear in his new race car. Now he well, he's sort of like a big cuddly Canadian bear. Um, yeah, in a very exactly. in a very familiar looking race car, I, I, he he chose to go with the old livery. I love again, how enthusiastic so, he is. He's really excited. He uh, he's him and the dudes have put in a lot of work in that car in the last that two TSX weeks. That TSX is but so cool. It's really turning into a it's turning into a build, man. But um, yeah, hopefully we see him down at Coda in in uh, eight days, think, which is weird to I say. Think, I think we will. I mean, unless some motor blows up on the dyno or something, there's seems like he's going to be yeah. there. So, dude, if the motor blows up on the dyno, like he's got another motor. Yeah, he'll, like, yeah, he probably would. I think he's coming. He, I think he, he's, he's coming. the guy that would put a new motor in between sessions. He could blow yeah. it up, race and he one, has, and then put it's it time attack style. It, yeah. Yeah, you you that, wheel that, to wheel guys just don't know anything about that life. You you just well, it just depends on how serious it is. I mean, they do that crap in Spec Miata. <laughs> they put trans transmissions in between sessions and spec me out all the time I, dude i've changed uh i've changed three engines in the paddock at gingerman and that was just for hpdes oh man <laughs> so, i'm not I, yeah. i'm cracking a beer or opening the bourbon if my motor blows up at a track day you're well, wild this was, this was many this was many years ago I'm, i right now that shit would go on the trailer <laughs> bro I, adam <laughs> in, in your yeah. lifetime in all the vehicles yeah. you've owned how many engines have you been through? 
Uh, like personally? Yeah. Since I've known you, it's uh, been like five. So I, I just put the 15th engine in my race car on Saturday. Uh, I had two engines in my white Civic. Um, in cars that I have swapped. No, 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 no. So, like to, sorry, to that, buy that question's not, not clear enough. How many yeah. times have you needed to replace an engine because of a catastrophic engine failure? Well, I've had 15 engines in my car. So 14 so. times. <laughs> uh, only two of them came out running, so so 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's been a lot of engines. But I've but the car's got a lot of, lot of, lot of hard miles on that's it. Only, so. and, and in like, that's only happened to me once, yeah, it, knock on wood. Drag racing is a hard life. That that was a lot of those engines. But but some of them were also like trial and error stuff. I was like in 07 I did a single cam accord motor swap mated to a D series tranny with an adapter plate and everything. It was a busy moto adapter plate back when busy moto was like a one man shop and now he's like an international Porsche tuner. Um but and, and like I knew Busy, like I would call Busy on the phone and like tell him what we needed to do, and he would like make parts for me, which was kind of cool. Um, but uh, I I was like the first one to do one of those with a turbo and make like good power, and I shredded main bearings like every four hundred miles for like three engines in a row, uh, and it was because of harmonic dampening problems. Um, so I had like a tiny little like three inch crank pulley that was like just powering the alternator and then uh and i solved it by cutting the frame rail some more and boxing it in and then putting a giant like fluid damper uh internally balanced uh like custom crank pulley on uh and it, and, it, and then it lasts forever then it was like twenty thousand miles and like 70 track days and 120 drag passes and yeah that was uh, that was what solved the problem it was i was literally shredding main bearings like every few hundred miles and that was like three engines uh i blew up a single cam turbo motor i blew up uh, a built single cam turbo motor i blew up a dual cam zc um those were just like you know not knowing how to tune or just pushing them too hard i blew up the last jdmd 15b uh, the first motor I bought it was blown up. I just bought it blown up. Um, I've only I've only else? blown up. Well, yeah. I've replaced a motor that had low oil pressure at idle, but I got the car like that for cheap. Um, it was an RSX. Speaking of RSXs, and I did blow up one motor, but that car didn't get fixed. It just got sold to the junkyard. But I I had yep. a Some, sometimes they got to go. I had man. like a. <laughs> 90s Mirage or early 2000s Mitsubishi Mirage and it had a like a because back that year model there was no Evo so it had like a replica Evo body kit on it I bought it from a buddy it wouldn't pass inspection because the the horn wouldn't honk and I got it from him it had like 60,000 miles on it I got him from from him from two grand because he couldn't sell it because it wouldn't pass inspection the horn yeah the yeah the horn wouldn't work and the blinker wouldn't work because I had like some ghetto alarm on it and he he was kind of he was kind of a rich kid and, and was just like he already had a new car so he was just like oh beer money you know, um, so I got that thing and I drove it for a couple probably like a year and a half, and we had a hurricane hit the coast um, and everyone evacuated me and my buddy his house was pretty far north away from the coast so we stayed at his house, and we were basically the hurricane had already hit, and we were out just messing around because like when a hurricane hits everyone's gone. And you can just do whatever you want because like no one's around, 
and there's trees. Yeah, hurricane. there's trees all. You know, the hurricane had passed, but we were just messing around, and we were basically probably like I don't know, seventeen or eighteen, and we were just probably going about sixty miles an hour down a dirt road with potholes everywhere, and this car was slammed. And <laughs> sounds awesome. And uh, <laughs> I mean, and it was an automatic, right? And like you just, you know, you, it, it was an automatic, probably about a, as fast as a Honda Fit. So you just hold it to the floor. It had a big fart can on it. It was just like, bah! and uh, I, I, I bottomed out and I knocked the oil filter off of it and blew it up. That was the only motor I've ever happen. blown up. You got to try harder, Derek. Yeah. I'm getting disappointed. I, I sell them too fast. I, I flip them. Uh, my Miata, my yeah. Miata right now, my race car is the longest running car I've ever owned. I bet you Abe hasn't blown up a motor either. Have you, Abe? No, no, no blown up motors. Um, you built a motor, but you didn't blow it up. Well, the guy who bought it did. Yeah, well, yeah. Did he actually blow that thing up? Oh yeah, like real bad, like real. Oh, bad. he blew it up, huh? So uh, he money shifted as to the best of of the way that I understand the story. Instead of grabbing fifth at the top of fourth, he grabbed third instead. That'll blow it up. Uh, hey, I'm gonna pour another glass of bourbon. I'll be right back. So, yeah, he told me that the shop that is rebuilding his stuff told him he needed new camshafts and a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, well. Oh, he mangled it. That's weird because those those cams had like 400 miles on them, maybe. Yeah. No, the cams are probably actually fine. They're probably just fleecing him for money. Could be that, too. Mike, have you ever blown anything He did not follow my advice. My advice was take it to Andy and be done with it. Yeah, don't blow it up is your advice, too. Well, Actually, that was my advice. <laughs> yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I've I've blown up. I'm I, I'm not as good as you, Adam. We'll I just can't way, I can't I, remember I knowing you and having you had anything blow up except for hmm. uh, you you money shifted your last engine and like the crank pulley exploded and took out the oil filter and stuff. But yeah, yeah, that was that was my. But the engine's the okay. First motor that yeah, I the engine was okay. Yeah, but the engine was fine, even though it did like eleven or twelve or thirteen thousand. We're not sure exactly how high it went. But, um, no, I've I've blown up a couple. I mean, um, the first um, actually, so the first you know the MX3 Lemons car. We oh, that's right, that's rebuilt. right. Yeah. Yep. So the very first race we went to, we blew up a motor and. Um, so we drove from CMP to uh, a wrecking yard in uh, near Savannah, I think it was. It was a pretty long drive. I probably told that story before. Yeah. I, I don't know. Did but, you swap uh, it in the uh, um, and then get back in the race? Yeah. So that was like a you know it's a Saturday Sunday thing. So uh, we got back uh, uh, Saturday night and 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 swapped it. That was um, it was a, a, a oil pu- or water pump thing and it just you know overheated the engine so bad that it just you know warped the head and everything and locked it down man i tell you when when motors get so hot the smell of the oil it when it cooks is so different really have you ever cooked an oil like no that? not really you cook, no. cooked an engine like that oh it's such a it's a it's a very different smell it doesn't smell like like motor oil anymore it's uh, it gets so hot gross um <laughs> yeah so did that and then the very next race for that car, we went to New Orleans and had another uh, 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 cooling problem. Uh, the, the, the belt 
came off or something like that. And we didn't have really good gauges in the car. And uh, it was the first time our, our like the, the core of the team had been together. And so we drove from Atlanta to New Orleans. Um, I did like nine laps. Uh, the engine blew up and then we packed up and went home. And, and the other two guys who, who we are racing this weekend, racing with this weekend at uh, Chump Car at Road Atlanta, uh, Peter St. Pierre and and Mark Davis were, were, were driving Peter's, um, it, Peter went on to build the uh, Supra. Yeah, which I do want to and, talk which about. now has a K24. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, so we're going to do the first uh, race with the K24 swap Supra. Have you weekend. driven that car on track? Um, I forget. Yeah. Um, with the K? I, uh, it, it, yep, yep. We did a shakedown at Road Atlanta in December. Yeah, that's right. And, and just... Um, not really running hard on, on older street tires. I think I ran like a low 143. So what year is this Supra? ain't too bad. P- uh, Abe, have you seen this Supra uh, at all or no? Uh, I don't think so. Dude, it's the coolest. It's like one of those old square bodies, like what, like an 86 maybe? Yeah, it's like a, a mid-80s, 84, It's like an old, uh, it's like I, when, I, they, I when they were Celica Supras, I think, still, right? Or maybe it's maybe it's yep. a first-gen yep. actual Supra. Um. Um, I, I think it's a second gen there. There was a Supra from the year, like a 79 ish that had more of it's more. Yeah. That was the Celica Supra, I think. Yep. 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 And that had, it was almost like a, a, um, a hatchback like thing, but the glass was rounded at the back and it was actually a really, I had a, I had a roommate in college that had one of those that was in perfect shape. It was a really cool car. Yeah, yeah, the, the, those are really cool. But th- this is a second gen, which is what I actually really want. I, they're, they're still great looking yeah. cars, I think. And um, but yeah, yeah, that car um, is uh, is really come a long way from the, the first time that that we raced it. It had so much bump steer; it was just evil. Um, but uh, and it's a got K that swap fixed. And uh, how yeah. how many percent and, throttle? Yeah, and so. Um, all the throttles, baby. All, oh, it, it's my got gosh. all the throttles, baby. I'm I'm gonna send so, you guys. But I'll send you guys an image of it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's it's um it's it's you know pretty much stock. Uh, not a crazy tune. Not gonna rev it real high. Um, but it's I mean you know that that car for, you know, at the time I guess a bigger car. I mean, it it handles and it breaks so well. It's it's crazy, you know, how good that car turned out. And now with the K24, we're going to have like another, you know, 30 horsepower over the, um, I guess it had a 6M, uh, 5M or 6M, Dang, that's which pretty. is like the straight six. Adam just Toyota sent a picture to the group before. chat. It's pretty. Yeah, he actually like Peter's done a good job of keeping that car looking like a real race car too. Yeah. Uh, even though it's been like crashed that's and everything. A, that's but. the thing that turns me off to enduro racing, which it's like kind of calmed down. But when it first came out, all the goofy looking cars, that stuff just makes me like, eh, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. pretty much just lemons. Um, but um, so so anyway, yeah, that um, yeah, I mean it it ran, you know, faster than it ever run before by a couple seconds, just. You know, the first time, first couple of laps, just goofing around, shaking it down at Road Atlanta. Yeah, that, so, did that, um, that? I'd actually love to throw six on that and run it. In was GLTC. that a three-liter six-cylinder? The seven, a six M, five M, seven M, something like that. It was. Uh, it, it originally had a five M. Then is I think it, he put is it in running shape right uh, now? Is it good to go? Six M in it. 
Yeah, they're racing it this weekend. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Derek yeah. was pouring himself yeah. a glass of bourbon, but they're racing oh, it this yeah. weekend. So. Yeah, I yep. had to pour me yep. a glass of Weller Special and, uh, Reserve. So what you should do, Mike, is boy. don't break it this weekend and then put some Hoosiers on it and bring it to Austin next weekend. There you go, man. Oh. There you go. T- Maybe. I'll oh, bet you Peter will let you do it. Derek. Peter would totally let you do that. You could. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Peter could fly oh, in or whatever, get two races. You get him get two races and – that's not a bad idea. <laughs> That's a pretty okay. good idea. Plant seeds. We, oh, we provide it. solutions plant, here plant, on Slip Angle. Plant seeds. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... That's, yeah, yeah I, and of course, I'm all bummed because Squirrel is, you know, still crunched. But uh, that's not a... That's not I a mean, no, that's a pretty good idea. If you're idea. thinking of any but, any um, car to have at Coda, so, you know, a healthy K24, I mean, that'd be pretty fun. I'm on the back straight probably. It would. Just it would. get your... Yeah, give me, give yeah. me your dino sheet. Don't be um, coming without no dino sheet. So, that that K series that K and it's got it's got a mega squirt on it, but that K series to uses the original Super Trans, and he like randomly found that some dude in like Australia or New Zealand was making that adapter plate, right? Yeah, it, or it's like well, a it's a full bell housing in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, cast up a bell housing that bolts it's up like to uh, so the K motor. Those random. guys are are nuts. <laughs> if if you have like. I need a random bell housing or some ITBs on a minivan or any. I mean, New Zealand has done it. Like, the, yeah, like New Zealand or Australia. They there's like some yeah. foundry over there that's making adapters for. I think it's like a phenomenon of people like that. They expect to just build it themselves because they can't get anything, um, and right. so they just build it themselves and make a website and then sell twenty a year or whatever. Yeah, they get. They have like these weird cottage industries yeah. that sell, yeah, like like you're saying, like yeah. ITBs for this like totally unsupported engine that nobody gives a shit yeah, about. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, I guess I guess this guy just like you that's know, where all the the four, the four rotor RX seven motors come out of, like either yeah. Australia or yeah. New Zealand. It's or or that one yeah, dude and, in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> and on this side, I, I, like Peter just went. You know, he just said, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna." I, you know, I talked to the guy, and he said, uh, ne- yeah, "Once he gets another couple orders, he'll do a little, a little run of bell housings." And a couple months later, That's one of them so showed cool. up. So pretty bizarre. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 really a cool car. Um, and DJ Alessandrini is coming down because he he got a hold of me and says, "Hey, man, I really want to do some racing." And we were talking about running that car at the um, NCM Chump Race, and and you know, now I got like uh, money to spend on this stupid wreck car yeah. to fix. So I'm like, eh, you know, wh- why don't you come down and do a stint or two f- of mine? So he's 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 coming down tomorrow. Yeah, DJ's so fast too. DJ's going to be yeah. on the team. Yep, and yeah, yeah, we'll have all. I mean, the team of drivers is pretty good. I mean, everyone on the team. Wait, wait is, is that NCM race you know, this a good weekend? Driver is fast. Oh okay. no 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 okay, that's yeah. in March. Because I thought like isn't there like Grid Life doing a thing there with the winners or something? Yeah, that's in yeah that's the March okay. one. That's going to be uh, season champion. Yeah. I was talking uh, to Luke. Luke prize. was like, Luke was so. like, I think I'm doing that, but I haven't heard anything. So <laughs> yeah, I was texting with him today too. <laughs> this was so. a couple days ago. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so you'll have DJ driving with you, and I'll have DJ driving with me next weekend at Coda. DJ's busy boy yeah. right now. Yeah, DJ's keeping yeah. busy. So yeah, so you know, DJ wanted to do NCM, and I said, well, why don't you just come down here and 
do uh, do do Road Atlanta. So it was kind of a last minute deal that we kind of cooked up. Abe, so, we got to remember. Um, so we're going to have like five drivers. But yeah, we got to remember to record yeah. with DJ at Coda. Uh, Abe and Derek. Yeah, we should. Somebody do that, please. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a cool story about uh, about being basically being gifted a race car, and we uh, we've never got cool. it on tape, so. and it is a really cool story. And it is, yeah, it's he's such wild, a good guy. So. I mean, they don't get more wholesome and good than that guy. Yeah, and I think he still listens to Slip Angle very religiously, so that's cool. So hi, DJ. Yeah. What's Hope up, fam? Great. I'll see you next weekend in yeah, my car. DJ's prob- while he listens to this, he's probably like riding in the RV back from Coda with Abe and I. Yeah, probably <laughs> so. Yes, uh, Abe. I think he's riding with us, uh, so we'll see. That'll be fine. Yeah, uh, he he was yeah, gonna ride yeah. with uh, with our boy Aaron, but Aaron is might not go, so he's yeah, not a- for a- sure. Aaron so. from Winning Formula. Um, well, so Mike is racing uh, Champ Car this weekend. Uh, Abe uh, Abe's probably doing dad shit uh, like me. Um, Derek, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, me and the wife are going dialing the car. Well, I'm going to get the suspension. I like to just like, I don't have a lot to do. I just have to put my suspension on, do my front brakes and rotors, uh, brake fluid, oil, like all that little stuff. Um, I like to just kind of, you know, let, let, let the wife fall asleep about 11 o'clock and then I'll go down in the garage for a couple hours and chip away at it. I don't work fast. Um, and I torque everything. So I just like to do a little bit at a time. So I'll probably have it ready Monday night or something. And then, uh, I have an appointment with the alignment shop uh, on the 14th Friday and Luke's going to already be down here, McGrew and, uh, McGrew's going to bring my car for me to the alignment shop Friday. And then, (laughs) Luke's such a sweetheart. Well, he's got he's got nothing to do because <laughs> the tuner he's using doesn't like to tune on Fridays in case in case there's a car issue, and so he's coming down early. He'll be in he'll be in Austin Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. So, are you serious? Yeah, he's you know. Oh my gosh! Hey, I mean, Luke's Luke's business owner man. He don't got to be at work. He's he can do whatever he wants, so he comes down early. Man, I own like three businesses, and they all need me all the freaking well, time. Well, he he owns one where he doesn't have to be there working. He just you know, know, he hires great. people and rents things out. So he's got he's got it figured um, out. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, so that's the plan. I just gotta you know do a lot of R and R and get the ride heights correct and get the thing to align with shop. Uh, DJ bought me some sticker tires for a couple of races next weekend, so gotta get the stickers. Measured. No, he didn't. Yeah. That's his rental fee is a set of tires. So that's a good rental fee right there. Yeah. I mean, it's cheaper than if he was going to buy, you know, rent a car from somebody else, you know, because then you you have to buy tires and then buy the rental fee. Good for both of you. Yeah, it works out. Now I'll have tires for NCM that are fresh, fresh enough to use. He gets to drive himself, uh, gets to drive himself a Ford Fusion that looks like a, looks like an NC. Yep. Basically. I I did, I did, Um, uh, I did adjust my air dam a little bit. My my air dam was folding over, under at uh, at Gingerman Fall Special, and so I took that back apart and I added a little bit more of that uh, gardening edging material. I had it on top of the flat floor, but I put it underneath as well with a little piece of aluminum too, fencing it, um, so it won't fold over. And then I made a bigger air dam that's a little closer to the ground and a little more even with the ground. So, fancy, yeah, fancy, fancy stuff. Car- I, I did like the, how that air dam turned out. It turned out great. Yeah, I think it looks pretty good. I didn't go like full height like the old Miatas do. I just kind of capped it off right under the grill opening, 
um, and did it air damp down to the bottom. It, it really makes it easier, too, because the way those cars are from the factory, they've got one of those plastic under trays that um, right. takes a million little plastic screws and crap and clips that break to take it on and off. And so now I just have one piece of aluminum light that's held on with four bolts. And so it's really easy to take that off and on now. And yeah. Oh, by the way, congratulations on your new magazine feature in S3. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. So Chris, Chris, yeah, Chris Sullivan shot my car at Road Atlanta last year. Um, yeah, and it's it's in a magazine. Yeah, it's in a magazine, man. It's crazy. I love that. It's crazy because, like, I, if you, I would have never thought I'd have a car in a magazine because I don't really, I wouldn't say like I aspire to that kind of stuff. You know, I've never been like a big show car person. Like, I just want to drive. You're not a hot boy mm-hmm. like me. I mean, I like the hot boy look, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't really care. At the same time, you know, like I think I like the wheels, the Hot Boy yeah. wheels, the most out of all the Hot Boy things. Um, but besides that, I just—it's not like something that normally, like I wouldn't seek it out, right? I would never be like, I want my car to be in a magazine and try to follow up over and over again with people. Uh, but it just kind of folded yeah. out that way and happened that way. And I will say, once I seen that thing print, I'm pretty pretty stoked. So it's uh, pretty rad. It's pretty Ed rad. Ed uh, CZ sent me send me the the pictures of the feature and then i emailed uh s3 and they're gonna hopefully send me a couple magazines i can frame it up and stuff in the garage be pretty cool yeah yeah it's pretty rad if uh, i'll try to bring the one on uh uh, next weekend i'll try to bring it show Uh, oh yeah that'll be sweet so So i want to give it before Um, we get on another subject because with four people we we're all over the place uh that will i want to give a shout out to promo ravioli because serious clark huh (laughs) Are you serious, Clark? Yeah. <laughs> just check it out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> so, so promo, since I've known him, he's had a broken Evo, and he rents cars every event and comes and works or hangs out and, you know. It, and by renting cars, he doesn't, Derek doesn't mean like rent a race car. No, like, like promo will rent a minivan. Uh, Toyota Tundra. Um, there know, is a sick Mustang. video of promo at Road Atlanta with a minivan. Yeah, yeah, and he rented the all-wheel drive minivan because he wanted to continue accruing points for all-wheel drive unlimited. <laughs> That's hilarious. But anyway, he's he's yeah. had this he's had this on you know planning to be unlimited Evo. I think maybe doesn't have the budget to really do an unlimited car, but couldn't shut down the dream. And he uh, we started GLDC up and stuff, and I think he is kind of into that too as well. And uh, yeah, because he races tons of champ car races in the last five yeah. years. He's done a lot of yeah, that. and he likes the go kart racing and the i racing and stuff. You know, he, he's into it. Um, and he traded one of his go karts for this S two thousand that used to be a time attack car, and it's like a, it had no motor. I don't think it had a transmission and a diff, but no motor, and it had a cage in it. Um, but the people who had it before him cut out the halo to fit a hard top so it was a roll cage with no top bars it had like a roll bar and a pillar bars like it had a full cage at one time and it didn't clear some hot boy hard top and so the time attack bros cut out the the top i wondered what i was i wondered what i was looking at in that one yeah that's what it was it had some expensive carbon fiber hard top that wouldn't clear so they cut it at the like basically, like if you were gonna build a, a roll welded in roll hoop, they cut it 
right Ab- there. Like, yeah, like above your head. Yeah, they cut yeah. it right there at the roll hoop, and then they cut it right there at the above the doors. Yeah, right, right at the yeah. top of the, uh, like where the sun visors are. But it's a nice, yeah. pretty decent cage. Um, it needs them. A, I think it needs some new rear down bars because they don't terminate into nice boxes. Uh, but pretty solid S2000, and like even a crappy S2000 is 5K or 6K right now. He traded a go kart for it. Um, it's pretty rare. And then uh, just sent it to Andy Smidgar and was like, make it run with a K24. And now it's running in dyno with a K24 and about to go back to promo. And he's going to. And it took Hello. what, like a week? Yeah, and like a week. Somebody, somebody and I really want to like give promo good. props because if promo would have tried to tackle that himself, it would have probably taken about nine years. So. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I mean, I'm excited. For and it would now. take me nine years too. Like I'm not throwing no shade, but I know my limitations. And uh, I think Andy totally rewired that whole car. Yeah, with it, yeah, he like works he, fast. He just man. makes harnesses now for all that stuff. Yeah, with an with an he yeah. rewired it with an AM uh, ECU, I think. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited for Promo to have his own car. I hope he has a a way to get it to the track. Well, he has a truck now. He just needs to, I mean, he can borrow a trailer. Oh, that's right. He's got the Audi. Yeah, the Audi has a tow hitch and everything like that. So The the pinnacle of reliability, the Audi yeah. that's been in the and, shop and his, 400 his, days. His old Evo <laughs> shell is up for sale right now. I think he's trying to finally let go of the dream and trying to recoup some money back. So if anyone needs, like, yeah. I think it's like an old Evo MR with a little bit of rust, but really nice, like, suspension, half cage. Yeah, be a good car for someone to build up for maybe like the that street uh time attack class or even try to build an even crazier car with derek knows nothing about time attack Abe. i don't he, he knows, knows nothing no no <laughs> it's fine man, i don't know man like derek uh, has to school me on GLT well evos are exp- evos yeah, are expensive true. now like a nice one's expensive so if yeah, a nice a nice Evo eight or nine is like twenty thousand yeah, bucks now. Yeah, or twenty five even. Yeah. So, um, if you have a crappy yeah. shell, you could put a motor in, find some junk art interior out of a Mirage, good to go. Yeah. So I know you. I know you. Well, you know what, boys? I think it's, boys, we did too much of a show, and we need to do another show. Oh, it's yeah. time to move this show to Patreon only. Yeah. Uh, who's got another twenty minutes? Derek, I, I, Mike, definitely, I definitely do. All right, Mike, how you feeling? You you thrashing on squirrel right now? Uh, you know, I am old and you know tired. I, I think Mike's going to abandon time. us, or he's going to keep. He's going to stay on. We'll see. He'll probably listen and we keep. We could talk working. about. We could totally talk about cobras, but you won't know unless you subscribe to Patreon. Are so. we going to stop recording uh, and then start yeah, there's recording no again? No reason to even yeah. stop recording. We'll just uh, well, let's pause for like five seconds and then. Uh, We'll just keep going again. All right. Well, let's let's say Fine, bye to our, our non-Patreon listeners. Bye, non-Patreon listeners. Yeah, we, lo- we, love a, we love you all, but you should probably go uh, give us $2 yeah. a month so that we can buy better headphones. We'll see 14 of I you sc- here in five minutes, or <laughs> we, we'll see more. We'll see. Yeah, or I think I got to so. buy a, a, headflo- uh, a headphone amplifier block so that we can all plug in when we're in person and hear each other. That'll be pretty cool. Yeah, the last two the last two shows have been from uh, game night, and Abe had headphones, and he was looking all comfortable, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Just <laughs> screaming into the mic. I can't, I'm like trying to read Abe's lips. <laughs> Didn't work. Whenever didn't I work recorded with Kristoff so. at that at that bar, me and Kristoff did that show by by ourselves a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. that same thing. I could not hear anything. 
You just can't hear anything. Yeah. yeah, it happens. You got to be able to hear the other person you're talking to, or else conversation's hard. So, all right, uh, silence. We appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll be back. And thank you all so much. Later. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Slip Yarbrough and production by Avon Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the Pit Sacred Life to say hello. Great.